What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop with Mike Pellet. Let's get right into the news. And there's some fucking news. I don't think there was any sleep in Brooklyn last night. James Harden is headed to the Brooklyn fucking Nets, making them the super team in the Eastern Conference. It is a blockbuster trade. Victor Oladipo was sent to the Rockets in this trade, um, along with Dante Exum from the Cavaliers and Rodion's Kukos, Kirkos, whatever the fuck his name is from the Nets. Sorry if I botched your name. I know I did. Um, <laughs> can't get them all, right? Um... <laughs> uh, the Rockets got a bunch of picks for the next, like, six years <laughs> from the uh, Nets in this trade. And uh, they also got Cleveland's 2022 first-round draft pick from the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Karis LeVert was traded to the uh, Indiana Pacers in this whole monstrosity, and a uh, 2023 second-round pick from the Rockets was given to the uh, Pacers. Also, uh, Jared Allen from the Nets was traded to the Cavaliers, along with Torian Prince from the Nets, and that is all the information from that trade. So, yesterday when I was watching the Pat McAfee show, as I do every day, that shit's on YouTube, and uh, it's funny as fuck, it's a great sports show, it's on from 12 to 3 every weekday, and uh, they essentially, one of his um, members of his crew, he reported that a uh, potential trade happened earlier in the day. Obviously, it was not uh, a correct thing. But I believe that statement said that uh, James Harden was traded to the Nets. And uh, it was just like a crazy on-air uh, situation which was hilarious but like it ended up being a true story later on in the day but not at that point in the day so it was pretty funny so now the Nets are gonna be I mean like they were already a preseason favorite to be one of the uh, top contenders in the conference, obviously with KD and Kyrie, but now adding James Harden, who is obviously a former teammate of Kevin Durant when they were in Oklahoma City early on in their careers. They're good friends and like they have good on court synergy and like hopefully they still do. And being a New Yorker, like and having this type of team in the market like it's gonna be fun to watch 
I wish I was able to go to games, even though I'm a Knicks fan. But like, definitely gonna be fun to watch and see how they can all gel together and be a formidable team and potentially challenge the Lakers, who I'm just saying is going to be there. But I could see that being a matchup for the next couple of years, the Nets against the Lakers, East Coast against West Coast. That could be a new rivalry that previously hasn't been seen before. They've never really been rivals. And uh, I just think that that could be an interesting matchup. And uh, that's obviously my prediction for later on in the season, but it's so early in the season to actually tell. The Nets need to uh, first get Kyrie back from wherever the fuck he's been. Like, he's been partying with his family. He hasn't had his head in the fucking game. He hasn't been there. Seems like Kyrie's a problem wherever he goes and can't play with players that, like, won't give him the ball. You know, like, they won't, like, we got to remember that there's only one basketball and we're going to see how these three players who all enjoy scoring the basketball are going to be able to spread the basketball one basketball around the court. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be tuning in for sure because the Knicks continue to suck. And last night they lost by seven to the Nets after making a little bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter, but it was a little bit too late. Um, KD had 26 points, 10 for 18 from the field. Joe Harris had 15 points, was three from eight from three. Uh, yeah. Uh, Julius Randle had 30 points last night. He had another good game. He was 13 for 25 from the field. Uh, Mitchell Robinson had 10 points, 12 rebounds. R.J. Barrett had 20 points with 7 for 15 from the field. Kevin Knox had 13 points, and Emmanuel quickly had another good game. He had 19 points, uh, three for six from three. Uh, He's been playing really well. He's someone to watch. Emmanuel quickly from Kentucky, one of our draft picks from this year. Great young player, looks like. So around the league last night, the Lakers beat the uh, Thunder. The Grizzlies beat Minnesota. Uh, Dallas beat Charlotte, Milwaukee beat the Pistons, and a few games were postponed. 
The Celtic game was postponed last night against the uh, Magic. And the uh, Hawks game was postponed against the Suns. And the Jazz game was postponed against the uh, Wizards. Alright, so... One thing I might not have mentioned, but... I'm a pretty big meth fan, and I know that sucks, but, you know, like, it is what it is. It's like, I like the Yankees, too. Like, I'll definitely root for the Yankees, like, in my own time. Like, I grew up going to a lot of games, like, both teams. Like, (laughs) I love sports, and obviously in New York, sports fan is kind of used to watching everything that goes on, but... Um, obviously, uh, Francisco Lindor going to the Mets, one of the biggest free agents that could potentially hit the market after this season, and the Mets have his contract, which is a little bit of a a big deal, but the Mets are willing to, uh, use Uncle Stevie's money to, uh, Keep this superstar in orange and blue for the foreseeable future. Obviously, he's one of the better players in the league. And he's already said that he's open to staying with the Mets long term. Obviously, New York is like one of the biggest markets in sports in the world. And even though the Mets don't have the track record that the Yankees have, they have a lot of good things that could potentially happen for them if they get the right free agents and getting our pitching healthy. Obviously, Syndergaard hurt for a while, and um, Jacob DeGrom is who he is. But Lindor being already a four-time All-Star and a two-time Gold Glove Award winner can only be what the Mets are looking for. We need a new superstar in New York. It's been too long since the Mets have had a superstar. Like, let's be honest. Cespedes didn't plan out the way we wanted him to. He didn't have it in him. (laughs) He kind of gave up on himself. He gave up on his career, I guess. Robinson Cano is a former superstar who now this year will be out because he did steroids. So the Mets need a spark. Obviously, Dominic Smith is a player that has been a very positive figure in the Mets clubhouse, obviously, along with uh, Michael Conforto and um, the Mets are a young team now and they need to uh, build the organizational culture that the franchise has been looking for And hopefully Steve Cohen, our new owner, can make a change and make the Mets a respectable franchise, which they 
haven't really been in a long time. And yeah. So hockey came back yesterday, but the Rangers and Islanders are playing tonight. And they're playing each other. So that's a great first game of the season. Obviously, I'm a diehard Ranger fan. And it's kind of funny, I know, because I'm from Long Island. And I grew up near where the Islanders play. But I'm a Ranger fan because my dad's a Ranger fan. And, yeah, that's kind of how it goes. But I'm a diehard Ranger fan. I love the Rangers. And it's going to be hopefully a promising season for them this year. We got Alexis Lafreniere, the number one overall pick. And this kid is supposed to be the second coming of Wayne Gretzky. At least that's how people are describing him. He's a very young player. Uh, And we got a lot of returning players like Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin. And uh, a young player named Keandre Miller, young rookie. Hopefully, uh, a lot of our young players are going to be able to make us a faster, up-tempo team. And obviously, we got bounced really early in the playoffs last year and did not really (laughs) have too much hockey after that in my life because like I wasn't really paying attention too much because the Rangers lost so early on I was pissed and yeah obviously the Islanders made it pretty far last year and uh it's not going to be an easy game but I'm looking forward to that game tonight so yeah so this weekend in the NFL playoffs They're winding down, and in the NFC on Saturday, we got the Rams against the Packers, and then on Sunday, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady taking on Drew Brees in another hopefully crazy game. Hopefully, it's not a... uh, over-the-top blowout like a couple other games that have been happening recently. Uh, Yeah, Tom Brady against Drew Brees. Who knows how many more times this matchup can happen. They're both getting old. Drew Brees could be on his way out at any time now because, like, of some injuries that he's been getting. But also on Saturday, we got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen can pull it off personally. And it's going to be a good game. Obviously, Baltimore has a great defense and Lamar Jackson. So, like, they're crazy on both sides of the field. Hollywood Brown has also been very good for the Baltimore Ravens as of late. He's been getting decent amount of receptions in the last couple games after having a couple weeks off of not really doing too much. I got the Bills, though, in that game. Um, In the Rams against the Packers, I got the Packers. 
I think Aaron Rodgers is too good. And the Rams are kind of banged up right now. Cooper Cup might be limited based on like what it looked like at the end of the last game. He hurt his knee. So I guess we'll see if he plays. Aaron Donald had some rib injuries, I think, and we'll see how effective he can be. Obviously, he's a savage, so he'll be able to fucking do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, Cleveland against KC. Obviously, the Chiefs are probably going to make this a fucking blowout pretty quickly. Even though Baker has been playing pretty well the last couple games and, like, they've been kind of playing decent. If they don't get Kevin Stefanski back, I don't really know if they could beat Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes playing like how he plays. So, we shall see. With that game, but I'm obviously going to take the uh, Chiefs in that game. And then I'm going to take Tampa Bay over the uh, Saints. So today is actually a... uh, a low-key week for Supreme, but they have a Nike collaboration releasing. It's kind of some weird-ass, like, shoe boot thing. I'm not going for them. I don't really care. But it's also going to be, like, a sale for, like, some of the stuff that hasn't really sold well this year. So I'm just going to see what they got at 11 o'clock. But other than that, um, I got the new Xbox S. My homie Elias, he fucking got one for me. I didn't have to wait a couple months to f- track one down. Like, it kind of made it easy for me. So, thank you, bro. Appreciate you, as always. Um, yeah. There hasn't been that much new music releasing, but some stuff that I've been looking out for is a uh, new Young Thug and Gunna Slime Language too, and Gunna is gonna be releasing a uh, Drip Season Four, which is his mixtape series, so. Looking forward to that. Uh, Obviously, Drake's album, maybe it's going to release on the 21st of December. That's kind of my guess. I mean, January, my bad. I'm losing track of the months, guys. I'm losing it. (laughs) Yeah. I need a fucking vacation. I need to go clear my head. I don't know where the fuck to go, though, because, like, everything's shut down still. But looking forward to... Hopefully seeing some friends soon. It's been a while since I've really seen anybody, really. (laughs) And, uh, yeah.
So this is kind of off topic, but I guess we'll talk about it. So Mike Tyson had Ryan Garcia on his hot boxing podcast and that released last night. Obviously, the clip that went viral was him and Gervonta Davis going back and forth with Mike holding the phone up while it was on FaceTime with Gervonta. And Ryan Garcia was obviously talking mad shit to Gervonta Davis. Gervonta is one of the best boxers right now. Obviously, a champ. And Ryan's a interim champ. Obviously, he's younger. And has a lot of talent and potential, but I just don't know if this fight is actually going to be a thing until, like, Ryan fights Devin Haney, and he's obviously a great fighter, too. And Mike was kind of stirring the pot a little bit between Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis, trying to make this fight happen because, like, Mike's an entertainer at the end of the day. And obviously, he's in the later parts of his life, and he could be a promoter, and he could help like make the sport of boxing return to a state of prominence, like how it used to be, like when Mike Tyson was fighting, or like Muhammad Ali's era. I mean, like Floyd Mayweather, like he can say he's the greatest of all time, but when you really look at Floyd's track record, it's a lot of lower level guys that he was able to pick. And I'm not taking anything away. He's still 50 and 0, and obviously he's fighting Logan Paul soon in about like a month. So that's going to be crazy. Obviously, I'm a fan of his podcast. So, like, <laughs> kind of get the idea of where his head's at with it. And, like, He's there to entertain at the end of the day, and, like, he's not, like, he is dedicating a portion of his time to becoming a boxer, but not, like, a uh, professionally, I mean, like, he kind of is training, so... Speaking of someone that's training to fight someone. So Jose Canseco is going to be fighting a member of Barstool's part of my take podcast. His name is Billy Football. And (laughs) they have Rough and Rowdy, obviously, on Barstool. And that's like boxing, essentially. It's a little bit less regulated boxing. It's pretty crazy fights. And uh, Jose Canseco is going to fight this kid, Billy Football, at Rough and Rowdy. I think in February. (laughs) It's going to be pretty fucking nuts. But anyway, to get back to what Ryan Garcia was basically saying, like he wants to entertain people. And that was one thing that Mike was saying that Customato, his mentor, was basically instilling in him at an early age. And that was to entertain the crowds, obviously. And that would make him the most money possible. Obviously, Mike made a lot of money and had a lot of demons. But like he's overcome that. He's become a better person in the last couple of years. And since he's had his podcast, people have really seen the uh, good side of Mike. And he can do a lot for people, a lot of good. He's a very smart person. He cares a lot for people. And he cares a lot about making our society a better place to live in. And people might be like, oh, he's Mike Tyson, he's fucking crazy. It's like, yeah, he 
you might see that, but like you obviously don't know him. And that was another thing that he was talking about last night. And he was talking about this with Ryan that you don't really know somebody unless you check in on them all the time. And that couldn't be more than the truth because I feel that all the time. It's like I may have a, a decent amount of people that I consider my friends, but like they don't know exactly how you spend your days. They don't know how you're feeling really unless like they ask, but people have their own lives. And being able to be alone and understand your growth as a person, it's a big thing. And, like, obviously, I'm not scared to be by myself. And, like, I don't want to be by myself all the time. But, like, having to live on my own at this point in my life, like, I'm a pretty tough person to knock down now. I've been through too much shit that most people probably wouldn't be able to withstand. Losing my mom at 18 years old while I'm in college, I didn't give up. I somehow graduated with a 3-0. I went to live by myself in Boston, Massachusetts without my family, without anyone, just on my own, a year, not even a year, a week after I graduated, I moved into my new apartment last year. And then I started to realize a lot of shit. And it's like, for me to be able to grow up that fast and obviously go through a lot of shit in college, and those are the times of any young person's life, like where they will understand more about themselves and obviously like try different things and like, it's all about the chase. And now, especially since the pandemic's happened, like I kind of realized that like, Maybe it's not all about chasing something. And you could be happy and be by yourself, like, and that's like the strongest thing that like anybody can tell you. Like it's like you don't need somebody else to make you happy. Like you should be able to make yourself happy on a regular basis. And if you are lucky enough to have someone in your life, like Good for you. But, like, I've been given up on by multiple girls. And that's one thing that kind of built who I became in the last, like, two years. Especially me 
cutting things out of my life, habits that I gravitated to when I was a little bit younger. I obviously had severe anxiety over like a lot of shit, you know, like and by being able to know who I am and ridding myself of certain things, like I've become such a better person. And honestly, like I'm not trying to sound cocky, but any girl would be lucky to have me. So I'm just looking for the right one. But I'm not actively pursuing anymore. I used to fucking just try to meet anyone. Now I kind of have more respect for myself after dealing with certain people that have been judgmental and didn't accept me for me. It's like they just gave up on me out of decisions that I made to make myself happier. So kind of fucked up. But To wrap it up, guys, like I'm just like very motivated these days, and I have a lot of stuff cooking up behind the scenes that I haven't been sharing with anybody, and I'm trying to launch a couple brands and make my dreams a reality, and I hope everybody can make their dreams a reality if you put the time and effort into making yourself a better person. And that's what I'm trying to do. So I hope everybody has a good day. And I'll see you guys soon. Peace out.